That's fine. You, you I can edit the front. The front part is the easy part. I will. So you're going to be in charge of all the volume levels and stuff. Uh, Hold on. Can we wait until that bass is gone? You hear that? Yeah. Somebody's out there thumping. Raising the roof. You think they're riding dirty? Probably. They see me yeah. roll on. They spent all that money my on the bass. <laughs> hey, they're fruit cup. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what you looking at over there? I've been misspelling Robbie's name for years, says John. Yeah. I still spell it R-O-B-B-I-E. Yeah. Robbie. Rabbi. Rabbi. I guess it would be Rabbi either way. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm just going to start calling him Roberto. Roby. Roberto. Yeah, he won't be joining us. He's at the Kraftwerk concert tonight. So I have a... Uh, Jerk. I have a... Well, I have a, we have his review. We're good. Oh, okay. Which I didn't post the last one. Did you know that? I didn't post the LJM game rating review for the podcast for the last show. Did you show. send that one to me? I didn't do it until today. Mm. So I got to put it up. Yeah, I totally forgot. <laughs> I thought it was Roby. Like the little yellow bank. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everything sounds good? Hey, Jay, grab me that. I can hear you. Oh, yeah. What are you, how much do you want for that, John? Don't. Don't. Uh, no. let, me, let me look at it real quick. No, don't. You're going <sighs> to. I know I'm going to stretch you. It's missing the inner thing. I got to put one in there. Oh, there's no inner thing in it? Well, yeah, like the cardboard inside, but. 350 John? $350, no, that's right. No, $3.25, $3.50. It is autographed by me. Speaking of autographs, where'd that go? No, don't. We'll get to it. It's over here. I'm just Please. Joking. I'm just joking. We don't have always autographs. jump into the punchline. We don't have any autographs of anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You ready? Uh, yeah. You're you? going to be in charge. I so. know. I'm ready. I got the intro up and everything. All right. Can I hit it? We're going to do the intro. Ready? Okay. Do you want me to meet everybody? No. Okay, well, let go. Everybody be quiet. Here it goes. And we're live. Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 24. I am your host, Mike, joined, as always, by my co-host, Jay. Say hello, Jay. Hello. We also have a special guest with us today for a short period of time. My son, Connor, is here. Connor, say hi. That's me. Hi. Yeah. So Connor's in town. And I've graduated high school. <laughs> That's true. So we'll get to that in a minute, okay? Um, yeah, Connor's here. He's here for the week. He'll be here over the weekend. We're doing uh, Hometown Days in Swords Creek, which is a little uh, carnival fair that he loves. So he's sticking around, and uh, he was here. So we figured we'd have him on, and we could talk a little bit with him. So usually we start off and talk about how our week was. So why don't we start with you, Connor? Connor, how was your week? My week was, my week was great. Yeah? Did you do anything? I have graduated high school. That is correct. So we went down on Saturday and went to Connor's commencements. He graduated high school. And uh, yeah, Connor went to uh, Cooper High down there in Northern Kentucky and Burlington, right? Randall K. Cooper. Randall K. Cooper, the Jaguars. Yep. So yep, he's a high school graduate. Got his diploma and everything. Looked awesome. I was so proud of him. Even though I don't like him. Yeah, I know. It's fine. So Connor, tell me a little bit more about maybe what you did this week. You want to talk about what else has been going on? What you got going? I have found the game I've been looking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's right up there. People, not everybody's going to be able to see this. So when people are just listening, they won't be able to see it. What is it? 
it's the backyard agains for Nintendo DS. Yeah. Yep. So Connor was looking for, he was looking for backyard agains, and they his mother had ordered it for him, and it didn't show up. And luckily that day we just happened to be over at see Kyle at Retro Replayed, and he had a copy. That's right. Yeah. I was really lucky that day. Pretty, pretty lucky. So, and he's been playing it quite a bit. So, yeah, uh, Milwaukee Retro Gamer says, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome there, I'm sure. So, um, all hey, right. Hey, well, Connor, John just said that he likes the new host better than the old ones. Oh, you're, the, what, you're, what? you're the new host, so we're the old ones. He likes you better than us. He says you're doing a better job than we are. Oh, well, thank you, but you need to be nice to the old owners. (laughs) Thank you for the consideration, buddy. He's right, John. Or else you're going to get it. That's right. No, John's a great guy. He's just kidding around, buddy. So um, what else is going on? Anything? Did you get anything else when you were over at Kyle's or this week? Yes. Okay. I uh, found... uh... I found another game for Nintendo DS about the Wonder Pets. Yep. I used to watch the Wonder Pets a lot when I, I was a kid. I remember the Wonder Pets. You loved them. But I love more than just the Wonder Pets. Yeah? Yeah. And what about, what about the set? What about the set here? Anything good going on on the set? Um, if they're watching the live stream, what do they see? Yeah. Do you guys see anything new around here? Hmm. Any interesting new things on the set? We'll see if they do. Look They're front, on. Look in front of me. Yep. Give them a second here. Let's see if they come up with anything. We're delayed a little bit for them, so they, it takes a minute for them to hear what we say. Yep. So we'll wait. Easy, Asa. Easy. Emphasis on old. <laughs> oh, so they're trying to find them. Yep. They're looking right now. I don't know. See if you can find them. I see some stuff. I wish we had the Jeopardy music for this. We might have to cut it in there. I'll see. Oh, yeah, um, cool. Well, maybe nobody's paying any attention right now. That's okay. So I can see some stuff. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've added to the set here? I've added this one right here. This is Isabella from Phineas and Ferb. Yep. She's my favorite character of all time. Yep. And over there, sitting on the TV, is Perry the Platypus. You know, the secret agent from Phineas and Ferb, their pet. Yep, yep. From Sensi. And up there on the radio, we have Knuckles, the echidna from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yep. See, Kalen sees the platypus. Oh, John, got one too. You haven't said yet. There's a Dora behind Mike. Oh, That's right. See, Ah! there's Dora. She She is is my favorite explorer. I used to watch her a lot too. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And if you guys didn't see what else, um, behind that right there on the shelf is Sonic and Tails. Yeah, when you get like a little light on them, you can't see them very well. Yeah, I hope you guys like them. Yeah. Well, I know I do. And that's all I brought on the board. Yep, looks good, man. Thanks for helping me decorate for the show. Anytime. All right. So, Jay, with that, how was your week? Hmm. Yeah. You always have nothing. I don't. I, I'm the bo- most boring person ever. Did you? Well, seriously. I uh, well, it was memori- it was Memorial Weekend, so we yeah. had, we had a long weekend, which yep. was nice. So we have to thank the people, the fallen soldiers, for us for being able to enjoy that weekend. Indeed. Yes. Um, but uh, I spent well Memorial Day. I was over at your house getting wrecked on Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's true. But that happens every time you come over now. So hey, I made Shao Kahn. I just yeah. couldn't beat him. Yeah, it's tough. I'm getting twitchy. 
We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But, um, no, I really didn't do anything. I, opened, I got in my pool. I got in my pool finally. It's yeah. Been warm enough to go swimming. So yeah, we'll get to the collecting part. Like uh, yeah, I got a couple of well, yeah, just a couple of things today. But, but otherwise, otherwise, yeah, it's pretty boring. All right, I don't do anything. What about you? Well, we went down to Kentucky for Connor's graduation. We took that Friday off. We stayed down there, nice. and uh, on the way back, I stopped and saw our friend in Bowling Green, John at Rock'em Sock'em Retro, and we talked a little bit more about what's going on with the shows. So Connor went. Do you want to tell him a little bit about what you did there? Yep. I have found Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles there. Yep, he found all those plushies that are behind us that nice. there. What else? You found something else. And I found two Nintendo DS games. They were Mario Party DS and Dora Puppy. Awesome. And one game for Nintendo Wii, and it was about Despicable Me. That is right. You were playing that a lot, weren't you? Yes. You seemed yes, to like it quite a bit. So I'm glad I got it, actually. I'm glad you did, too. It's my only so, chance anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah, we, we saw John hung out there for a while. Actually, it was, it was uh, the first time Amy had gotten a chance to meet him because usually she's not with me when I drive yeah. down to get Connor and the girls had gone too. So Scarlett and Vivian, Amy's daughters had gone to the graduation and we had all caravaned back up. Um, so they sat in the car and watched TikTok while you guys looked at video Actually, games. they came in and talked for a while. Then they oh. kind of shopped, although everything was kind of closed. It was Sunday and everything was oh, kind of okay. closed. It was like two or three in the afternoon or whatever. And then we wound up eating at like the Easy Street Cafe or something like that, which is right across the street there. Usually we go to Qdoba, but um, oh, Sarah says hello. Sarah's in the chat here. So hi, Sarah. Hi, um, Sarah. You, you know Sarah from Media Reload. Yep. Hi, Sarah. Yep. So, yep. Connor's here and has joined us. But um, so we talked a little bit john and i did about what's coming up here he's going to do ccag which is the cleveland gaming show at the end of july and robbie and i talked a little bit about going robbie's getting a little heat from his girlfriend about it so we'll oh, see yeah you were we'll, talking about that. we'll see we'll see what happens but i hope he can make it if not i'm definitely going to go probably get a hotel out there and and uh do the show that saturday is july 23rd and then i'm also probably going to assist him in columbus he, they have the torg gaming expo which is kind of a big one i guess in ohio but they are going to have a museum and john had asked if i could bring some of the stuff i have so i'm going to wind up bringing like my panasonic q and the turbo express and things are like they i think they already have an xi i can't remember but the things i have that are a little bit more off the beaten path type stuff um they didn't have anybody signed up to bring a 3do for the museum so i was like no problem. I guess I'm, you know, I'm still the only person that owns one or something. I don't know. But anyway, so we've kind of been going over that. I got to send him a list of what I'm going to provide. Although I have a Magnavox Odyssey, like the original. Somebody had already said they were going to bring that. Oh. So what I'm going to do also is go over to Kyle's. Kyle's got a bunch of that like Telstar and old Coleco stuff in the back. Oh, yeah. And just kind of borrow some of it and then put it, you know, like courtesy of, of him or whatever it is. So, um, but yeah. I might have to come to that one with you. If it works out, like if I do, I'm putting on a top hat and I'm going to treat it like a sideshow. Like, come one, come all. See Welcome. The- Welcome to the fabulous Video Cade Arcade and Museum. See the oddities of the world. Yeah, that's right. The 3DO. Yes. Three dimensionals. <laughs> Brought to you by Panasonic. Yeah, that would be pretty good. The Atari Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar. 64 bits, is it? And get a cane like Biff had from Back to the Future 2 with yeah. the little fist. Yep, exactly. So I can ship point at everything. Yep, that'd be great. I like this idea. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of it. Like, obviously, you know, we did the same thing uh, Sunday. You hung out over at the house. 
Uh, actually, was it Monday? No, it was Monday. It was Monday. Yeah. yeah so Retro Bobby hit oh, me yeah, up. Oh, yeah, Retro Bobby. Was- and he said, hey, um, I'm coming up to disc replay. And, uh, man, uh, that sounds really weird. Like, there's something pulling or something on it. It's, hold Are on. Stuck? No, I'm good. Oh, it's, I was. I hadn't. Sorry, had yeah. technical difficulties. So Retro Bobby hits me up and says, "I'm going to go to Disc Replay up there in Flint. Do you want to meet me there?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And you were you were coming over anyway. So we all just met over there, and I bought a few things there, which we'll get to in the collecting update. And uh, I got to remember what they were. I didn't write them on the sheet. <laughs> oh, um, but I do know what they were. I'm sorry. Okay. And then uh, yeah, so we all kind of hung out for a while after that and he came over and we uh, shot the shit for a while and it was cool it was good to have him over he had never been to the house before and he came down to the studio and checked it out and got to I see think, some of his skills on tetris yeah yeah he's it's quite good quite proficient at tetris tetris i should say but uh yeah so it was cool to hang out with him and uh do a little shopping and um yeah so with that uh one more thing i kind of wanted to talk about is we're gonna do a giveaway Oh, and yeah. uh, I think what we're going to do is here. Oh, this is going to knock this over, but. Oh, so we're going to give away a copy. What does that say, Connor? I'll put that up for you. That's, it won't stand up. We'll put it back up as soon as it goes. What does it say right here? It says Metal Gear Solid. And what does that say? For what? PlayStation. Yep. So we got a complete copy. If anybody's watching. Metal Gear Solid for the PS1. I'll be right back, Mike. Includes the book. Includes the both discs. And uh, I think we're going to give this away. So the thought here is... Who are you going to give it away to? Well, we're gonna, it's going to be a giveaway in contest. So it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'm going to let the people know right now how they can, how they can enter to win. What do you think? Um, I don't get it. Well, basically what's going to happen is I'm going to explain peop- to, to everybody what they need to do to, to enter to, to the giveaway. And then in two weeks, we'll give the game away. We give people two weeks to enter. All right. I right. guess now I can understand what you mean now. Yep. So it's hard to understand stuff a lot. Yeah. We will, we will, uh, get into how to win. <laughs> you don't have one of those, huh, John? Well, we'll see. You might have to enter. Um, I will get into how to win once we start discussing what the subject of, uh, today's podcast is. So I'll, uh, I'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, Jay is, uh, Jay is letting his son Deegan, who's also here with us today, just kind of as an observer, uh, back into the building. So uh, we're going to wait till we've got, we're going to move to our uh, collecting segment here in a minute, but we got to wait till he gets back up here because I don't want to start it without him. We need him to press the button. Yeah, we can't do it without him. That's right. I'm going to make sure I get to sleep tonight. He's taking his sweet ass time though. What, me? Oh, yeah. No, not you. Just the, the other one. The other thing. Yeah. So, yes. Was he sent out for Mexican pizza? I wish. <laughs> Damn it. God. Now I want one of those. <laughs> As Jay saunters back to his seat. Hey, Deegan, how are you? Sorry. Thank you for bringing the, uh, bringing us the Mountain Dew Maui Burst. Mountain Dew with Have a blast of pineapple flavor and other natural flavors. Yes, it has been a minute, but yes, I have. It's pretty good. I, I like pineapple. I so. that the whole time instead of that. That's fine. You can do whatever you want, bud. So with that, I think it's time to get into Are you our... Are me taking my sweet-ass time? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. I think it's time to get into our collecting segment. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Give me the liquor! Give me the liquor! 
That's right. It's time for a little collecting update. So we already got Connors, right? We talked about what you got. Yep, that's yep. right. I collect a lot of things. So let's talk a little bit in our collecting update about what you collect primarily. As I, Jay opens his drink right in the microphone. Okay. That's kind of weird to do that. I agree. There we go. I was waiting for it. I collect... Ooh, you're so like that? Go, bud. I like to collect um, records and videotapes and... Uh, what kind of videotapes? Well, videotapes on my favorite shows. What do you mean? Well, what are they? VHS. Yep, Connor collects VHS. I wonder where he gets that from. And records and if video only, games. If only, yes. And records and video games. It's so odd. No idea. And, and, like, and pens that you use to write. And change. Yeah, change. I always look for change yep. on the ground. Yep, he sure does. Every time I see a penny, nickel, dime, or quarter, I'll just pick it up and take it home with me. I'm, I'm curious how much money you've got in that tub now. It's got to be mean, a lot. Actually, it's not a tub it's where a, I put it. It's a treasure chest. That's right. It's a treasure chest. I'm sorry. You're right. Let's, so, just, let's just make sure pirates don't come to my house and try to steal them. Nope, we can't have that. So, um, Jay, do you want to start or should I? Well, since I'm quicker, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I actually didn't get a whole lot until today, ironically. So, Kyle ends up getting me a copy of uh, Metroid Dread, which you gave me today. Yep. Over at Retro Replayed. And then uh, you and I went and picked up Street Fighter 30th Anniversary. Because I, I need to start brushing up on Street Fighter so I can take Robbie Z Honda out. Do you want my opinion? Not really, but you yeah, sure. Well, you're going to get it. Uh, you should have taken that $20 and bought regular Street Fighter for Super Nintendo to add to your collection. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Ha ha. That's probably over at Kyle's. <laughs> I need to go get that. It's 100% there. So, uh, yeah, yeah so we'll I'm get good. it. Yeah. We've already discussed the uh, payment plan with Kyle. Yeah, so. well, you tried getting me to get some stuff the other day, and I'm like, I got to assess what I'm getting from Kyle first. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So. And if I do this for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. You're making a laugh. <laughs> making a laugh noise. Woo! Okay, don't yell into the microphone. That's the only rule. Well, it's not the only rule, but it's one of them. Sorry. That's okay. I just, want, I just wanted to do it for That's me. That's all right. That's all right. Just don't yell. If you're going to yell, you can be far away and yell. Okay. You don't have to yell into the microphone. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. That's cool. So anything else? Nope. That's it. I'm pretty lame. Well. What? Okay. Why did you say you're lame? Because I haven't got anything. Because you didn't really get much. You got more well, than he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Hey. And. Uh, hey. But Jay, I could tell you this. Remember that you gave me this shirt? Oh, yeah. I did, didn't I? Yep. You gave me this SpongeBob shirt um, last summer. Sure did. It's a great shirt, too. Imagination. Imagination. All right. You want me to go? Go. Let's do it. Yeah, so if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> there was a, there's always a story, right? But, but I am now the proud owner of a dedicated Mortal Kombat 2 arcade cabinet. 
I had no intentions of purchasing said cabinet. I was not actively looking for Mortal Kombat 2. In fact, my plan was to restore the empty Mortal Kombat 1 cabinet, which I've been accruing parts for. Yes. And watching videos and learning how to do all this stuff. And then I was going to get a JAMA switcher and put one and two in the same cabinet. But no need. Yeah, why would you do that when people are just giving you cabinets? (laughs) Well, now, now, they did not give me the cabinet, although I did get it for quite a good deal. I was, this was last Sunday, I guess, probably last Sunday before we were out of town. Yeah, it was a week week ago Sunday. Amy and I were out shopping. She had to go to PetSmart to get like a little tag for uh, for our cat, you know, like in case the cat gets lost or whatever. So she was going into PetSmart and I was like, I'm going to stay outside. You go. You know, we had just gone to like Joanne. I'm like, I've done enough of this like weird shopping stuff. I was actually spending a bunch of time in Joanne looking for a way to prop up that Capcom sign. I'm like, and that's why I came up with like the idea. I'm like, ooh, maybe I have an idea. But obviously we have not executed it yet, but neither here nor there. Did you go? I kind of did a little. I put my, the Burns thing. But uh, so I'm sitting in the, it's no, it's 30 seconds after she's gone in. I'm sitting there on my phone. I pop open Marketplace and there's a listing in... Sterling Heights or what was it? Clinton Township. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 2 Arcade, $4, $450. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> which arguably so, in, in the Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 3 looks great. Yeah. But arguably that one does look better. Than, oh, the side art for two is the best. Yeah. The Raiden side art is amazing. So I, I look and it's been up for like six minutes. I look at pictures for like two seconds. I'm like, oh my God, it's a dedicated cabinet. You can tell by the, the yeah. T-molding and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is a real thing. This is not an arcade one-up or any bullshit. Like I look at it. I message the guy like very quickly. Hey, is this still available? Because I don't. I want to be like first. If, some, if, if somebody else is looking, I want to make sure I'm the first guy to message him back, right? It's only been up six minutes. So I send him that message first. Then I send him another message right after I said, I'm about an hour away. I can come pick this up anytime. I'm available now. I'm ready to pick it up. Uh, you can consider it sold, all that stuff. So the guy messages me back like 10 minutes later. And he's like, yeah. He goes, it's it's available. He starts to tell me about all the things that are wrong with it. Like it has like a crack in the Lux, uh, Luxon, right? The, the, the plastic over the yeah. thing. And he goes, you know, it's this or it's that or whatever. And I'm like, that's like, you're, it's fine. I said, well, can I come? I was like, I can come pick it up anytime. So he says, I can't do it until Tuesday. And this is Sunday. And I'm just like, (laughs) I know how this all works. Okay. So I messaged him. I said, that's fine. I said, you can consider it sold. If you want to mark it sold, I can send you money now. You know, whatever it is, like, I'm trying to get this thing closed out so nobody can reach out to this guy. Because what traditionally happens on Marketplace, if he's like Tuesday, he's going to wait for a better offer. Well, he's not necessarily waiting for a better offer, but he's definitely going to get one. Yeah. Like, he's, I, there are going to be 50 people out there that try to backdoor me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so essentially, I send in my phone number. I'm always very nice understanding no problem tuesday's fine i can make it anytime on tuesday what works for best for you he explains to me he's busy on sunday he's busy on monday i said that's fine so whatever's best so i go over to kyle's i, I drop amy off at her mom's because they were going off to get like yeah. flowers for the house and I, I i go over to kyle's at retro replayed and i'm talking to him about it and i'm like man like i'm giving this like a five percent chance i'm gonna get this thing because now it's been a couple hours you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things you just... The, and you, unfortunately, the, that's probably accurate for you, the most part. Yeah, you do this Generally. enough on Marketplace. You know how this works, where people you're going to get backdoored or be all these people that are aggressive or whatever it is. So the guy calls me. He'd give. I knew his name, 
And he, he calls me. I saw the number come up on my thing. It's like said his name. And I'm like, okay. So I answer the phone. I'm thinking, surely this guy is going to tell me. I've got other people interested. They're going to pay this much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He starts telling me, he's like, hey, you know, I just wanted to make sure we're good for Tuesday. And it's got these problems. I want to send you these pictures. I'm going to show you a video of it working. And I'm like, <laughs> he wanted to go over it over and over and again. He wanted to go over it over and over again. And I kept explaining to him that I can pretty much fix any problem that he has with it. If there are any real problems, which there really aren't. Okay. Yeah. They're all cosmetic and minor. And he was like, it's very heavy. You know, it's very large. And I was going to put it in my basement, but it wouldn't fit down the steps. And, you know, I'm just going to get rid of it. And I'm like, that's fine. I said, I'll be there. Like, tell me when to be there on Tuesday. He's like, let's do six o'clock on Tuesday. I said, done. So he, I said, you can consider it sold, market sold. Please take it down. You know, like, I didn't yeah. say please take it down, but I'm like, please take it down. So, you know, then it's just like the waiting game. I'm like, okay. So we go Tuesday. I messaged him that morning and said, hey, I'm good to come down tonight. Perfect. At five o'clock, I messaged him. I said, I'm on my way. Kyle went with me to go get it. And uh, we got down there and man, it was sitting right there. And he goes, you have, he goes, you know how many people messaged me about this after you? And I was like, keyword after. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, you have to be first. And he's like, he goes, so many people were aggressive jerks. They were like, I'll give you $700. I'll give you $800. I'll come get it right now. I'm 20 minutes away. And he kept telling these people, he's like, the person that's going to buy it would also come right now. Like, it's not because of them that I haven't sold it. And they, he's like, they just get weirdly aggressive. So I just like, that, that's when he was like, I marked it sold and then I didn't hear anything from anybody anymore. I was like, I, I know. But I still was standing there with Kyle going, I can't believe this, you know. Yeah. The guy didn't think it was going to fit in the car. <laughs> Little did he know, I'd already had plenty of experience fitting those types of cabinets in the back of Amy's alley. <laughs> Conveniently a week prior. Yes, yeah, so a couple weeks prior I had. Or two uh, weeks. Yeah, I had done a couple. So, and he's like, it's so heavy. How are we going to do this? I said, watch. And we rocked it back slid it in it was in there he's like whoa like then come to find out the guy was like a trainer and like a locker room assistant for the pistons so he says are you interested in any sports memorabilia i'm like well what is it you know so he started he brings out this jersey by like grant hill it's a grant hill jersey. Pistons. Yeah, he played was, for the pistons which we found out was from like the hold on which we found out was from like the 2004 like one of his last seasons there yeah. whatever it was so it was grant hill's jersey it was like it was an on-court jersey with, like, the plus three, like, length because yeah. they're all so tall, right? And he goes, and this yeah. This is an actual player jersey. Yeah. It's not, like, one of the ones you're going to get in the gift shop or, no. like, at Foot Locker or this, whatever. This is 100% from the from the court yeah. or the practice court or whatever it is. So he goes, because I actually gave him 500 bucks. I said, I'm going to give you, you know, I didn't have any change. I'm like, <laughs> 500 I'm is fine. Yeah. He goes, you gave me an extra 50 bucks. How about you can either take this, which was the classic red, white with red, jersey right or they have the teal one that has the horse and the exhaust on it that everybody hates Blah. from the you know mid 2000s yeah and it was autographed by him and harrison i, I messaged harrison it's for harrison let me call him harrison's like get the white one i don't want the other one that even if it's autographed he goes I, I don't want it he goes i like the other one better so anyway so yeah so now i have mortal kombat 2 and ultimate mortal kombat 3 in the garage along with an empty cabinet for mortal kombat 1 and probably 75 percent of what i need to put together i still need a monitor I still need an isolation transformer. I still need the wiring harness. And that's about it. I got new buttons, switches, joysticks, all that stuff for all that stuff. I've put it on the two and the three already. And you got the graphics from Robbie. Uh, I yeah. Didn't he get you the? He got me the control graphics? panel overlays, but yeah. I also bought a complete one. So oh, like, okay, I okay. won't need those unless I redo it. But it's still cool yeah. to have. So, but yeah, we can get into all that. So hold on one second, Connor. What did you want to talk about, buddy? Did you have something? Um, not really. I'm just, uh, getting bored. I don't really have anything else to say. Okay. 
So do you want to do you want to keep sitting here? Or you want to go? You want to go sit over there? You can uh, stay on the show, or you're, I know you're going to go as soon as Harrison gets here. So it's up to you. I'm going to stay on the show. Okay, that's fine with me. Yeah. All right. So is there anything you'd like to ask me about? Well, I kind of asked you. What What do you think, man? Like, what? Let me finish this part of what we're doing here, and then I will uh, ask you some questions. How's that? Sure. Is there? Do you want me to ask you some questions? Take your time. Okay. Thank you. So I mentioned we went down and saw John, right? Yep. And I, I bought a couple things from him. I bought a couple of Sega CD games from him. I bought uh, Revenge of the Ninja and WWF Rage Cage. What else? I bought a couple things off Heritage Auctions because that's what I do recently. Uh, I'll, I'll we'll find out. out about those yeah. later. Or did no, you get no, those they're right here. They're right here. Oh, you got them. Yep. So. so I was just thinking about it. So Deegan's here right now. I know nobody can see him. Who? Deegan. You can yell what's up, Deegan. There we go. Um, but I just thought about how amusing it is. Like we're hitting the music and everything and we hear it. Yeah. You can't hear anything. He's just watching nope. us sit here like idiots. That is, well, that's no different than any other day that he hangs out with us. Yeah, that's true. Pretty okay. Much the never mind. Maybe just there sure. is music then though. I yeah. There's probably his music. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so picked up a couple things off heritage auctions that shipped. I didn't even know about these. Yeah. The first is, uh, my 7.0. Wayne Gretzky Hockey CIB the for the NES. Now, this is the white jersey variant. There are three variants of this. There's the black jersey kings, the white jersey kings, and then the all-white jersey with no logo. I believe, and Kalen, if you're out there, maybe can help corroborate this. It feels like the white is kind of a little bit harder to find than the black, but then the white, all-white, is the most difficult of the three. Watch Caitlin be like, yeah, that one, they did like 7.8 million copies. Of Even it. if they did, I only paid like $37 or something for it, so it doesn't matter. So, yeah, good old Wayne Gretzky hockey, which Wayne Gretzky, icon. We're watching the playoffs right Please now. Go. Also, <laughs> I spent over a decade in Atlanta, Connor. You were born in Atlanta, right? That's right. Yep. So I spent a good 12 years in, in Atlanta. When I was in Atlanta, so they had... So you'd be an Atlantean. Atlantanian. Or an ATLian, as if you were to ask as a Outcast big boy. As Outcast would say, it's or, yeah, If you ask Andre 3000 as he floats in his Robin Hood outfit, feeding the birds or whatever the hell he does, I don't even know what's going on. I wish on Outcast there. would get back together. Sorry, yeah, I don't I know. Go uh, ahead. In Atlanta for... Yeah, anyway. So I lived in Atlanta during what was, you know, at the time, and I would probably still say... Who would you say, if you think of the Atlanta Falcons, who's the best player the Atlanta Falcons have ever had? Oh. Who is, if you, like, I would probably, I'd probably say Michael Vick. Michael Vick. <laughs> I picked up, again, Heritage Auctions, 9.4A Madden 2004. With the Ron Mexico, Mike Vick, right on the front of it. I forgot he was on a cover. And I know that these games are, these games in general are not hard to find. Okay. And that one is in nice condition. I don't really care. It wasn't that expensive, honestly. I think it paid $55 or something or whatever. I don't remember what it was. Is this a white jersey variant too? (laughs) Yes, it's the white jersey (laughs) variant. That's the Ron Mexico. Did you know that you cannot order a Falcons 7 with the name Mexico on the back of it? They will not allow it. Yes. Why? Because that was his alter ego that he used to try and like check into hotel rooms and stuff. And that was like his uh, fake name. Yeah. Ron Mexico. 
Anyway, that's hilarious. True story. But yeah, so he was Mike Vick was a gigantic deal when I lived in Atlanta. I mean, that guy yes. was I'd never seen a football player like that in my entire life. And when it was up for auction, I was like, you know what? It's I've spent more on dumber. And like I said, I get Madden games are a dime a dozen, but these are the kind of weirdo things that people want and collect. You know what I mean? I get it. Like I understand that it's more of a collectible than it is a game, and it's interesting because Vic is on the cover more so than it's a Madden game for the PS2, which there's a hundred billion of. You talk about there's a lot of Wayne Gretzky hockey. <laughs> I guarantee you there's ten times more of that game at least out there. Anyway, so yeah, I love that logic. Thank you. Uh but yeah, so I had to pick it up. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just had to grab that. I was like sitting there and like one guy was bidding against me and he bid a couple times and then he just kind of gave up. He was like, I don't <laughs> Nobody wants this. And I'm like, I lived there for a long time. This was the seminal player of the Falcons when I was there. Like I, I moved there the weekend that they the of the Super Bowl that they lost to the Broncos. You know, with yeah. Jamal Anderson and yeah. all those guys. But nobody knows any of those guys. Like, if you were to ask who the best Falcons ever are, he's he's top two or three. And to me, he was, like, of that generation. Like, that time, there was not a more dynamic or polarizing football player, if you ask me. So. Didn't they have a uh, really good tight end at that time, too? I don't know. Their tight end. He can't good. throw the football. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I thought they had a really, like, a prolific tight end at the time. I don't remember. They had... Uh, was Tony Hernandez, or not Hernandez, Gonzalez? Gonzalez was there, but he came at the end of his... Let's not get into sports yeah, yeah. talk. We're okay, going to lose yeah. everybody here. Okay. Welcome to Sports yeah. Talk Radio. <laughs> what is it? Lock it in and rip the knob off. <laughs> anyway. This is Mad Dog Jay no, and I, Wild Man Mike. <laughs> that's right, Mad Man Mike. <laughs> in the mornings. So I got one more thing here. Where'd it go? All right. What, do you got a bag over there? No. Oh. So I didn't, oh. do this, I didn't do this justice, Okay. I did not realize there was more to this than than I than meets the eye. This was very much the Transformers of video games, because Robbie, who again will not be with us this evening because he is attending Craftwork the concert. Robbie's friend Cart Mageddon has listened to the show, and if you're listening, hello. Uh, but Cart Mageddon gifted me a copy of Silent Service because apparently we rag on it quite a bit on the show, <laughs> and also it's probably one of the cheapest inbox NES games you can find. So, what I didn't know was, and I had not opened it. Yes. I opened it and found out that inside of it, there was a surprise. What's that? It was signed by Cartmageddon himself. And it says right on the front, Mike, you are the real Johnny Ayuchi. Signed Cartmageddon. On the back. Which Johnny's a good friend. Yes, we love Johnny. He's a great guy. Uh, one of the hosts of Collector's Quest. I don't he's even know awesome. what he's getting at, personally. And Johnny's going to be on, so well, maybe sense. not after this, but we'll see. Um, but on the back, it says, Authentic Cartmageddon Collection Collectible Limited Edition One of One. That's right, folks. I have a One of One. Deacon, that, will that you hold need, this up to the camera so people can to go see? go to to the front. I'm going to send it into Wada. They do loose carts. Maybe I'll send it in. You have, yeah. Was, Put it right up in front of the camera there so people can see. Back it up just a little bit. Back it up. There you go. All right. Now pull it up. Flip it over. Show everybody the one of one. Look at that. I did not do this hand justice. Model. This thank was, you, hand model. Thank you, hand model. <laughs> this was given to me at Midwest Gaming Classic by Robbie from Cartmageddon, and I apologize for not getting it out sooner and understanding how truly rare and valuable this was. So this is going in the permanent collection. Now I'm going to have to have two silent services on my shelf 
Because the other one I have is really nice. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm not getting rid of it. I feel like if Andor, when we ever have Johnny on, I need to send Man. him a game to say that it, and autograph it and say that yes. he's the real Michael Pitts. That's maybe, <laughs> maybe he will. I hope he does. Man, I would be so lucky as to get that. But yeah, so that's a little bit of all I picked up. The big thing, obviously, being the Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet, as I continue to work towards fixing now what will be the trilogy in my garage <laughs> and figuring out where those things are all going to live, because now I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need burger time. <laughs> There's a cheap centipede out there. I could fix that. Why wouldn't I grab centipede? I love centipede. I'm still so. I'm still prying for you to get Tekken or yeah, Street Fighter. Those are not that expensive, but they're most of them were never in dedicated cabs. They're mostly in conversions. So you want to make sure you don't get like a crummy conversion Since cab. They, weren't they just like generic Namco cabs? Mm, I don't know. A lot of it was the Dynaco, like the stuff that Street Fighters and stuff came yeah, in. Yeah, you're right. And, but it's just a lot of them are conversions. So anyway, yeah. Connor, did you want to say something? Um, yes, I was going to ask um, this. Remember that you sh- asked Tegan to show that game right there, the camera? Yeah. Could we do the same with my game? Please? We absolutely can. Of course. Thank you. All right. Which one? The Backyardigans one. T- hey, Tegan? Deegan. Deegan. Sorry. Deegan? You're going to be the hand model again, Deegan. Would you hold this one in front of the... You, can come, you can come into the shot. We won't yell at you. Yeah, you're fine, buddy. You're the younger, handsomer version of close-ups. That's right. So yeah, here's backyard again, as Connor had discussed on uh, Nintendo DS. And where did you get this? Retro replayed. Yep. Can you show him the back. Yep. From Kyle at Retro Replayed. Perfect. Yep. That's the game I wanted to have, and so I found it. Did I was happy that I found it. Yep. We were happy for you too. Yep. All right. Thank you, sir. We need more. We need stage hands. I feel like we need a grip. Well, we got. Literal stage hands. We get Harrison down here and him. We get an audio engineer and a grip and stuff. We need a gaffer. You want to be the gaffer or the grip? Need, you'd have to get tape. You have to get you have to get gaffer tape. That's not that's there's a lot of responsibility. Or you, or you could be the head of the gaffer or grips and he could be the key grip. <laughs> Perhaps. There you go. Yeah. Key grip. You got grip. So I, with all I see that, producer in your future. <laughs> oh, I should also mention, I did pick up some stuff from Disc Replay when I was with Retro Bobby. So I picked, oh, yeah, up, I picked up Shinobi. These are all from Master System. Shinobi, Rastan, and something else. There was another title like that, like Golden Axe or something. It was a Golden Axe. No. But anyway, and then I also got... Well, it was something because it was that last minute because they had that deal. The five, the five deal or whatever. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look because I also got the Saturn. Oh, I got Wipeout for the Saturn, right? Yep. yep. And then I got the real coup de gras was the <laughs> Mega Man Two from the Tiger Electronic Games. Oh yeah, where is that? Ah, we don't need the people oh, to see oh, that. No, we no, I don't want people to see that. That's embarrassing. I had to buy it. I'm I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff because I like to take dumb pictures. So thank you again, Dad. You're welcome, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Harrison said that they are running a little late, that they had people in the store, and that he will let us know when he's here. So Space Harrier was All the right. other one. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Thank you for yelling off camera. No Altered Beast was released on the Famicom, says uh, John. Interesting. An excellent segue. Like, man, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be the hand bottle. I feel like you're like Ricky and Trailer Park Boys when he's selling Ricky's used shit. Got a weed eater, three bucks. No big deal. It's here. And Bubbles is trying to do his uh, kitty land. And Ricky keeps like shitting all over it. Ricky's used shit. <laughs> Here, three bucks. Three bucks. But yeah, I also got this book from them. It's the Super Famicom box art collection book. 
So I thought it was interesting. There's a lot, you know, like Super Famicom Com has a super wide um, and diverse set of games, and yeah. it's hard to tell what some of them are. And this actually kind of converts it into English, so you can say, "Oh, that's something I could play or figure out, or not." <laughs> so pretty interesting stuff. And also, every Fami- Super Famicom game looks like a VHS tape. <laughs> so oh, we yeah, can just replace long, all this. Yeah, they literally look exactly. I think they're the exact same size. So, but yeah. Cool book is uh yeah uh, Valdor says uh, he's been looking for, at that. It's actually a really cool book, man, and it's uh neat because it's gonna help me figure out what's what <laughs> with the Super Famicom. So, cool book. I'm Are gonna you start collecting here. Famicom stuff. I might be in the market, hmm. not collecting, but maybe as a might, importer exporter. I was gonna say I might know a guy. Well, yeah, I probably should mention one more thing that I'm getting from John. Oh yeah, can I actually have the Gretzky? No, no, the Silent Service game. Oh. Yeah, I so, want to post, post that in the Discord for uh, the Patreon for. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't do that! Stuff. No, don't do that! Let me do it. It's my thing. I know. I'm just. Don't being go smart. posting my stuff. I want to look at it. Calm anyway, down. but uh, what was the other thing? I was just—you made me forget what I was going to say. You're, oh, what John? Uh, yeah, I got one more thing from John, which was ten boxed Famicoms. <laughs> so, I've got to—I got to figure out what I'm going to do with those next. I'm going to have a liquidation sale on boxed Famicoms. Because I'm getting 10 of them, guys. Maybe that'll be our next giveaway. We'll see. 10 Famicoms. Well, well 10 not 10 giveaways. of them, but maybe one of them. 10 we'll, days of giveaways. Perhaps, perhaps. But anyway, <laughs> all right, with that, <gasps> Got the manual. I think it's time to discuss oh, yeah. the topic of the show. Because, Jay, while you were not here, I mentioned that we will be giving away Metal Gear Solid for the PS1, but I did not specify how because we had not discussed today's show topic. Jay, what are we going to talk about with the people today? We are going to talk about Phalanx for the Super Nintendo. Tell me a little bit about Phalanx. It's, it's Super, and it's yeah. on the Nintendo. Yeah? Does yeah. it have any kind of gameplay or forward slash story, perhaps? It does have some gameplay and story. So, uh, basically, as far as, the, as far as the gameplay, it's a side-scrolling shooter. Pretty straightforward. It's kind of similar to... Um, Previous episodes, we did our type. That's it's similar to that. Yeah, it is very reminiscent of our type. Yes, I would or agree with that heavily. Yes. So, um, as far as the story goes, you're going to have me read a dissertation. This never Just, works well. No, it's fine. Just the one paragraph. We need to talk about Wink Ballfield. Okay, Wink Ballfield. It, the year is 2279, yes. and you are the pilot of the A144 Enforce fighter. Wink. You and your name is Wink Balfield. Wink Balfield. Tell me a little bit about the bio of Wink Balfield. Why is why is he important here? Aside the fact his name's Wink. Yeah. Yes. He is 18, born and raised inside Midas. There's a story behind what Midas is. I'm not going to get into for this. It's too much. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, he, the product of years of genetic and cybernetic engineering. Ooh. Yeah. He's like a Terminator. Kinda. Mm, fancy. Um, <laughs> Wink Balfield was raised to pilot the A-144 and first flew her at the age of 12. 12 years old was already yeah. flying. Yep. I've never flown a plane once. I never have either. I didn't even know what a nuclear panner plant was. <laughs> Go ahead. With a reaction time 33 times quicker than the average pilot and the innate ability to assimilate and analyze multiple pieces of information simultaneously oh, okay sorry simultaneously yep he was an integral part of the phalanx system wink and his ship are perhaps the most formidable single weapon 
in the RAF. Again, you'll have to play the game to find out what the RAF is yeah. or read the manual because I'm not going into it. Yeah, I, have a, I have a question for you, Jay. Yeah. Do you know what a phalanx is? It's a gun? No, I actually read about this. Oh, okay. Like, it, it, I don't know exactly, but I believe it is a military formation. Oh, okay. So like I just said gun because off. when I typed it up when I was looking stuff up, yeah. when you type phalanx, it would actually go phalanx gun. It would just yeah. auto-populate. I don't know what that is, but it's, I don't want to be any involved in any and of that Pornhub was coming up again. Yeah, but that's... Oh, that's my search history. That's easy now. Wait. What were we talking about? I don't remember. Okay. Go ahead. Our, uh, military formation. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. some sort of like attack formation or military formation. I was reading about it, but I was like kind of bored. So, <laughs> and yeah, anyway. So the interesting thing to me about this game is, again, side, side-scrolling shooter, your Wink Bowfield, mm-hmm. the pilot of the A-144 and First Fighter. This is one of the rare side-scrolling shooters, and I don't play that many of them. I like them. I'm always... Me- I'd say I'm mediocre at them. I make the same mistakes over and over again, I feel like. And if I'm one of those... Like, if I keep playing it, I can get better at it, but I eventually lose interest because I'm like, oh, okay. Like, like, you die, and this is one of those games where it's like, if you die, then <laughs> good you luck, lo- yeah. you know, kind of thing. You lose all the extras, and you have to start all over yeah, again. But it's interesting because in this game, you have a life bar. You can actually get hit like three times before you die and four times on the Game Boy Advance. Which is different from any other. It's different than most shooters in that yes. you're not just like, maybe you have a shield with a shooter that you get or maybe, but in this one you have like built-in armor where you can get hit three times. Also, you have the ability to repower up said armor in yeah. the middle of a level, which again is somewhat rare. Like that's not something, again, I'm not, I'm not I don't sit here and pretend to be like some aficionado of, side-scrolling shooters or any, you know, or, or video game shooters, but it's not something that I see very often in the games that I've played in the Blazing Lasers and R-Types and, and all those things in the world. It's 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 less prevalent. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. And you get power-ups, right? So pretty standard power-ups and power capsules. Power capsules are what power up your armor. Like, say you've got hit twice. If you pick up a power, arm, a power capsule, you get one back. It yeah. also increases the strength of your weapon. So your weapons are... Geez, there's like three of them. And it's like the reflector, the energy compressor, and the needle laser. And what I found is you have these three weapons. These are your primary weapons, right? Mm -hmm. If you die with that weapon, you lose it. Yeah. But if you, like, so I would always be like, well, this is my favorite weapon. I'm going to switch from it when I have one hit left, (laughs) which just, you know, it's like self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing, because then you're definitely going to die because you don't have your favorite weapon anymore. Yeah. But at least you get to keep it. Um, and then you get power capsules, which again, those are what upgrade your armor. And then you have, there are missiles like homing missiles, penetrator missiles, guided missiles. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on here. There's bombs and stuff. So like there's one use, like, um, big, like, okay, I'm on the screen with a boss and you press a button and the, like your ship starts to spin and shoot yeah. in 360 degrees or, you know, whatever it, there, it, there's a lot of generic, got- generic tropes is what I would say. It's very it's very Gradius-esque. It's very, you know, like those types of our type. Like, it's yes. like, okay, it's the same thing. You're shooting. It's almost like the people that did Contra were like, oh, let's do a shooter. You know what I mean? Like a side-scrolling shooter. Kind of, yeah. I yeah. didn't even think about that. There's a lot of that, like, uh, alien imagery, like science fiction, alien-y imagery and stuff, especially as you get into, like, the third level and stuff. But, yeah. But, yeah, it was, uh, I found it interesting that it, you know, have the ability to like power up. Like I said, you usually it's like, okay, I'm in big trouble here. Unless I find another shield or something, I'm kind of cooked. And in this game, it's like, if you found one of those power capsules, you're cool. And it upgraded your weapon. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah, 
So that's just a little bit about the gameplay. There's a lot actually about the story of this game, as there always is. Like when I did F-Zero, it's just like you think it's just four race cars and it's like, nope, the next thing you know, they're talking about this was supposed to be the mascot of Nintendo Super Nintendo, you know, like those kind of things. It's the same kind of thing here where there's just like so much about this game. And honestly, I didn't care that much. Like I started to read it and I'm like, I have to read all of this if I read any of it. And if I, if and there I do, is a lot, too. yeah, there I don't, a lot. I want to read three pages of um, bio uh, from, from the manual of Phalanx. So, um, it's an awful deep story for a game where you're in a ship and you're just flying sideways. They had to make it interesting. Yeah. So, you know, that's just something. Was there thought if we didn't put you to sleep with the story? Yes. You're in. You're in for the whole you're, game. You're, you've made it. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the background and development of this game, Jay. So it was published by Chemco. Yes. Which is anticlimactic. Yeah. I mean, there's some cool stuff by, behind that. But Chemco um, used to be Chemco Seika or Seika, which uh, if you have like Superman for NES, it will say yes. Chemco and Seika because Seika was actually the people who did like the distribution in the U.S. of Chemco games until Chemco got their own presence. Yes. This was developed by both Chemco and, oh, and Zoom, Zoom. Yes. Right. And Zoom developed the Mr. Mosquito games for PS2. If you ever played those, people seem to really like them. I've never played them, but they seem quite popular. Yeah. But there were, man, so Chemco did the Top Gear series is what they're best known for. Okay, they did Top Gear on 64, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But they did two of the most, I would say, maligned NES games with the weirdest cover art ever. They developed Ghost Lion. Mm-hmm. And they developed Kid Clown and Nightmare World. Now, Kid Clown is one of like the top 10 hardest to find. I wouldn't say rare, but uncommon NES games, right? And it has yeah. that crazy, wacky kid on the, the clown kid on the face, on the front of it. It's, it's kind of creepy. It's very disturbing looking. And then Ghost Lion has probably my second favorite box art behind Kickmaster because it has the woman in the spandex, like she just got oh, done yeah. jazzercising with the sword. And like, she's got like, I don't know, uh, Brett Michaels' hair, maybe. Yes. Okay, and then there's, hair, a, then there's a giant white lion, yeah. right? Like or whatever it is. Yeah, the ghost lion. It's just that that it's all hand drawn and it's so bad. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, they were the they were the developers of that those two games as well, and they also published. You know, we talked about Superman. They did the Spy versus Spy game for NES, which everybody always calls Mad because the the spine says Mad. Oh yeah, there's not Spy yeah. versus Spy was in Mad magazine. Yep, and anybody who ever comes over and looks at my collection sees it in there and like, why is Mad here? And I'm like, that's Spy versus Spy. Yeah. It's under SP under S's because it's Spy versus. It's not Mad just because the spine says Mad. It is not Mad. So, and uh, they did Shadowgate and Uninvited for the SNES. They did Draken, Lagoon, and Brutal. And then they they published Die Katana, the John Romero flop of all flops. His mm. follow up to you know whatever Quake or whatever it was, but that game tanked so hard, <laughs> and they they were the publisher for that in the U.S. So let's catch up on our chat real quick. Let's see here. Uh, let's see, John. Do you have any extra Famicom systems available? Hit me up if you do. I will have ten in a week or two. That is very true. Uh, so yeah, Kaylin, we can, we can figure that out. Don't worry about it. That was pretty much it. All right. There was just a lot going on. I want to make sure I didn't ignore it. And I probably should check the other one here. There's nothing going on over there. That's good. Okay, good. So that's really it. And it got released for the SNES and the, and the Game Boy Advance, which we got sitting here. And then the Sharp X 68,000, which I do not have sitting here because that is a micro PC type thing that I don't have. Why? I I don't want it. Why? I don't want it. Why? Look it up. You tell me. Let me down. All right. So, Jay, what is, with this being a side-scrolling shooter, 
you know, we talked about kind of generic themes. It's very, it kind of like this homogenized thing. There's not anything super interesting about it. I think, what is interesting about it? You know what? I'm actually going to give this to you. I think this one's your wheelhouse. No. I really do. Really? Yeah. I kind I know you're excited about this, so I really want to give it to you. I can read some of this, too, but I, I know you're excited. I wouldn't say excited. I want you, I want you, you to just want pull, me to read I want, it. I want you to pull the proverbial tablecloth off the table. <laughs> just yank it off, and the glasses are still standing. I don't have that type of dexterity. You know this. Well. All right. I think everybody knows what we're getting at, especially the people who were listening earlier when we brought it up. And then redid everything. Which I, like I was out. trying to. Yeah, it's fine. I know. You did a good This game is truly best known in the U.S. for its cover. As you see it sitting there, and if you can see it on the live stream, and if you've ever seen this cover before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Tell me a little bit about what this cover looks like, Jay. Can you at least do that before I go into the details of how it came to be? Absolutely. So... <laughs> I, I need to actually pick it up. So yes, I, I know. It's fine. Please. So when you pick it up, or when you look at the game, it has, the, of course, the title. It says Phalanx. And then there is an old man with a Indiana Jones hat on. Yeah, it's got like a fedora. A bigger beard than I have. Yep. A gray old beard. Yep. More gray than I have. Bib overalls. Yep. A flannel shirt. Sitting in an old wooden rocking chair with, with, his, a, with a coon dog next to him. His, I don't know if you noticed the coon dog down here. With Geech, the old smell hound. Yes, <laughs> Geech, the smell hound. And he's got a banjo. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a banjo. That's And, and then what? There's one other thing on there. Yeah, the spaceship. Yeah, the flying uh, A-144 in the him. Force Fighter. So I don't know if this is supposed to be... Wink is in his in his twilight years, maybe. Perhaps I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's Wink. I'll I'll get into that now. Okay, but go ahead. Tell uh, us the story about the, about this oddly interesting cover. So I'm going to say this before I get into the details of how the cover came to be. When I worked at Funko Land, and when I was heavily into read, I was reading Game Pro. I was like seeing everything that came in. This game was always like advertised featured there was like a poster i remember this being this kind of being around and i was always so enamored with like what is this what is this game like i never took the time to turn around and look at the back of it because we never actually had the box or whatever but i'm always like like you would look at the label and just be like what is going on like there's an old guy with a banjo and there's a spaceship and it never i you're I, like, is this like a banjo instructional of a game? Or? I, I remember loading this game up. Yes, that's exactly right. It's Banjo Simulator 2022. <laughs> I thought to myself, I put this game on when I was at Funko Land one time, and I remember thinking, this can't be right. Like, I put I put it on, and then it shows, like, the splash screen like with this thing here, right? And then it shows the logo, and, I, and I'm like, no, this has got to be some story about how you save this old man like the secret of monotype store, like an action adventure game where yeah. you're in space. I don't know. And then I'm like, nope, it's just a regular ass old shooter, which I was not into at the time at all. But I was always super enamored with the box. I just it's something that I never forgot. And when I got back into collecting, I thought to myself, I got to I want to find that. Like, if I ever find that, I'm going to buy it because the box art was so stupid and didn't make any sense. And it was a referent and whatever. So here's a little bit about how that came to be. And I, this came from uh, an, inter an interview that Destructoid did with one of the creators of the uh, box art. 
So it was created by two gentlemen, one named Matt Gus and the other is Keith Campbell. Matt Gus actually still is in marketing to this day. He has his own marketing agency. I don't know much about Keith. I couldn't find much, but. Should have got Matt on the show to talk about this. Yeah, I'm, I think he'd probably be like, oh, geez, really? Phalanx? <laughs> he'd just have like a canned recording he'd give us. Here, use this like, interview. I, I feel like he's got like a velvet painting of yeah. the old man. Maybe. If he did, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in it. We should have it for the set. <laughs> that would be sweet. So, yeah, the people at Destructoid here, which is a website, talked with Matt Gus. And Matt Gus basically said this. And this is a little long, so if you want to skip ahead, it's fine. This is the words of Matt Gus. My ad agency had the Chemco account, and our task was to develop packaging and marketing materials for over 40 titles. Chemco would typically buy their games from third-party developers in Japan, like Zoom, right? Yep. Some were good and some were not good. Weaker games needed more help graphically to get them to stand out on the retail shelf. We wanted people to pick up the package, get engaged with the story, and buy the damn game. The package was also used to help Chemco sell the game to retailers, so I had to make buyers think the game would sell at their stores, i.e. Walmart, etc. Most of the games back there then were in a lookalike category. Same genre, same kind of graphics, nothing to differentiate them from each other, Keith was not a gamer, and, in fact, none of us in the agency were. But Keith was a brilliant idea guy and always was. We knew the game didn't have a lot to offer, but we wanted to make the package arresting. Keith called this type of thing the, quote, heavy huh factor. If we couldn't do anything else, we'd try and get the potential purchaser to stare at the package and try to figure out what just happened. Today it might be called the WTF or what the fuck moment. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, so far, dead on. <coughs> so Keith could have done some predictable spaceship shooting bullshit that would have been like every other game out there. Or he could create a story that would make people stop and think about it. And I guess it's proof that it was a good idea because people are still thinking about it. Phalanx was a very average game with an unexpected cover design. It needed a great weird idea to stand out from the crowd. Well, I'll tell you this, okay, Mr. Matt Gus and Keith Campbell... You fucking win, man. You absolutely win. Because that <laughs> image was burned in my brain for almost 30 years, okay? Like, I, I, I remember it vividly. I remember the first time I saw it. I bought this at Media Reload over on, in, in, on Miller there. And I walked in, and it was on the shelf. And at the time, it was $55. That's how long ago I bought it now. It was a good two, three years ago at least. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, man, I was like, I've always wanted this game in the box. Because this guy, our guy... And we're going to talk, this is, this is it. This is what we're going to talk about the giveaway. The gentleman's name on the cover of the box, Mr. Banjo himself, Bertle Valley. Okay. That is what you need to send myself or Jay or the podcast is the name of the person on the cover of Phalanx, that person's name. Send that to us and you will be entered in the giveaway for Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation. Okay. This guy Seemed like a good guy, okay? And I'm not sure how he got into this gig. This is the part I don't... I, I want, you know what? Maybe I do need to get a hold of Matt Gus. Because I'm going to tell you, I want to know how they got him in line for this. The, the guy ran a construction company for 20 years. He was a volunteer Santa Claus for 25 years, which I can see. He was on the cover of a Christmas record, Christmas in the Northwest, featured by U.S. Bank or whatever. Yeah, it was U.S. Bank. But I'm so like... weird. He, he died in 2004, sadly. But he, I'm sure he was... I mean, he had to have been like 80 plus years old. I mean, that was 12 years after that picture was taken. I'm going to guess he was like 80 something at least. But I want to know, how did he, was this a stock photo? 
like I want that's the part I want to I know we we go deep sometimes here I want to know more about how I get the why and I get you know when you did it and why you did it I want to know how it happened was this a commissioned picture was this a stock photo was this like, like somebody's idea where they said okay we're gonna get an old guy and put a fedora on him and put some bibs on him. he's gonna play a banjo I don't think that that was how it came about they just I might guess is they were flipping through like stock photos and like that put that on there and put phalanx next to him but I, I'm going to find out. I'm going to talk to Matt Gus. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I want to know. Jay, what do you think? I'm looking. I actually started digging around here. I don't want to answer now. I want to talk to Matt Gus himself. Oh, yeah. Let's get Matt Gus. Yeah. Let me look at Matt Gus up and see if I can find his number on here. <laughs> call him. Yo. Do not blind call. What if? Matt Gus is out here catching strays. <laughs> anyway. All right. Tell me a little bit about the music and sound. We have talked about the most important part of this game. Okay. The, bo- the box art is easily the most important part and the most interesting part to me of this game. It's not a bad game inherently, but I think it is the most interesting part. Yeah. The music and sound, how would you, what would you call the music and sound? The hard-hitting journalism we need. It's got to be a stock photo. I agree. I feel like it is a stock photo, but I want to know that that's the case. I cannot yeah. imagine they're like, all right, Keith Campbell goes, all right, here's what I'm thinking. All right. We get an old guy, maybe a Santa Claus impersonator. Maybe the guy ran a construction company. Who's to say? Okay. I want him to wear this fedora, bibs, flannel, banjo. That's what he's going to have on. And there's going to be a dog there. And that's my vision. And do not sully my vision. Do you think Keith walked in right after that and was like, dude, check this Christmas in the Northwest record I just picked up? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think- he was like, that's the guy. I think Bertle Valley probably brought that with him. It was like, I was also on this. You know, like, and they're like, that's very nice. And they're like doing the Michael Scott pushing the old guy out the door thing. Like, okay, thank you for coming. Hold on one second. Go ahead, Kyle. Go. All right. I'll be right back, everyone. That's exactly how it went down. I think maybe it was. I, I want to know. I'm going to have to reach out to this guy. Um, so I'll find out. I think we're going to we're gonna get to the bottom of this eventually. Yes. All right. So again, Music and sound. What would you say about it? It's pretty easy, honestly. Yeah? it's. I mean, music and sound's okay. It's not great. It's not amazing. <laughs> so much like the rest of the game, you would deem it average to above average? I'd probably say average is probably a high rating for it. <laughs> I think it's average. It's okay. So um, it was actually done, and I, I could not find his full first name for the life of me. It might just be this. That was a sign of the time, by the way. It was not uncommon for people not to be credited fully or yeah. have their entire name. Because maybe it wouldn't fit. But uh, I, I, I actually, this is one of the few parts of, the, of our notes that I worked on. And uh, I, I couldn't find anything on him. So the guy that did the music and sound, his name is S. Yamaguchi. And yeah. the only other thing I could find, he composed Phalanx. And he composed X-Zone, which is a Super Scope game for the Super Nintendo. And that's all I could find that he did any composition for. That's I could find nothing else on That should game. probably tell you everything we need to know. Usually when there's yeah. not much afterwards, you're like, well, he tried. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> they made that one record, and it wasn't very good, so he went back to his job selling insurance. <laughs> Maybe he was like a graphical designer guy. He's like, I really like music. And they're like, tell you what, here's this shitty shooter that we're going to put some weird box art on. Come up with something for that. And he did. And then like... They're like, you must go now. <laughs> He's like, I'll make the music better than back, this Bertle picture. Yeah. Back to back, back to the graphic gulag with you. No, no more. Get away from that synthesizer. Stop. <laughs> anyway, 
Fair Good enough. Lord. But All yeah, right. that's there. There wasn't much on the music. Yeah, yeah, I know there wasn't so, much of anything at so all. <laughs> so let's get into uh, where you know what was the release date on this, Mike? This game was released in Japan in August of 1992 with fairly standard box art for the Super Famicom. By the way, it's a white box. It says Phalanx on it. Looks more similar to the Game Boy Advance cover than the U.S. cover. You don't even look at that. Yeah, it, well, that's probably I right there. At the game, I looked if, at the GBA one. But if I, you look at that and then just imagine it on a VHS-style box in yeah. white and green instead of blue and white, you get an idea. That And it was released in the U.S. in October of 1992, and it was featured in a Game Pro issue 38. They did a review of it, okay. which I thought was a fair review, by the way. They, they We'll talk about that a little okay. later, maybe, but maybe we won't. But anyway, but yes, the, and then the Game Boy Advance version came out in 2001, I believe. So yeah, I thought I it was interesting right. that nine years later, they republished this game. Chemco with their new logo at the time, republished this game with the standard. Like to me at that point, I get it. Maybe that's like a played out idea. Like that was a very nineties, like we're going to do this weird irreverent crap. And you know, like yeah. nobody understands why it's just random stuff being thrown at you, you know? So they went in 2001, they were like, you know what? Let's just put the F one fourteen one forty four enforced fighter on the cover instead maybe winks in there in the cockpit right now who's to say okay but yeah they, ironically his name wasn't wink in the game boy advance rick. version yeah it was rick that's right oh man well maybe they didn't want to pay wink and, they made a, and maybe they didn't want to pay wink and Bertle any more royalties to be fair maybe <laughs> they that is the better version of the game all encompassingly so maybe yes. that's why um but yeah that's pretty much it for the release uh so that brings us to the reception. Now, this was an interesting one. Before we get into the game ratings, okay. okay. And again, Robbie won't be joining us, although I do have um, a review of his that I would like. To, like we've got on, you know, ready, yes. right, queued up here in, in the can, as they say in the biz. So, I, I did, you know, like this is one of those um, very polarizing covers, right? Yeah. Some people think it is the funniest and best thing ever. And other people think it's so stupid. And it's the same people who go, I don't like Will Ferrell or Adam Sandler. Those guys, I mean, like, I mean, like when they're good, not now, I mean, Ferrell's still okay. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're the guys that are like, that's not funny. Or the people who look at something and goes, Oh, that's funny. You know, like when they don't really have a good sense of humor or whatever it is. Those are the kind of people I think would think this is bad box art. I don't think I want to associate with those people. No, I don't. In general, I would never go see a movie with those people. I probably wouldn't want to play a video game with them either. Probably not. You know, because I don't. I just don't see us. You know, getting along. It's fairly accurate. But I would. You like that cover? Absolutely. All right. If you didn't, I wasn't ever going to hang out with you again. I was just disown you. To be fair, there was a good chance he wasn't going to anyway. <laughs> so, it's Deegan approved. Everybody. All right. So Deegan, Deegan approves it. But yeah. So with that, let's get into the LG and Gabe rings now. I have Robbie's canned response, right? His re, his review. You actually have it on. Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you pump that volume up a little bit there on the last one, just a little bit. A bit more. Okay. In the bottom left hand corner, I want you to. This one. one nope. Bottom left. That's your right. I heartily endorse this event or product. That works. Ah, I mean, what, what do you want? For, what more of a generic response would you want from Robbie other than <laughs> from Robbie about this generic game? Other than. I Endorse this event or product. Yeah, we have to keep that because we're going to use that a number of times. Sounds a lot like Robbie. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right, no, no, no. So Robbie gave us a real Hi, review. Hi. Hey, buddy. How do you do? 
Yeah, go ahead. Hey! hey. <laughs> Connor loves to do uh, Krusty the Clown. Do it one more time. Give it another Krusty. Hey! hey. <laughs> you want me to do it? Hey! Hey! <laughs> good Lord. I'm going home. All right, good. It worked. Anyway. Same well, we have too. a link tree. <laughs> Let's get to the real review here. Link tree. Yeah, no, no, hold on. We'll get to that later. So we got we have Robbie's review here now. Robbie is very candid in saying he's never played this, okay, but he owns it. So I'm going to get into his review. Why are we getting reviews from him? This is three games in a row. I don't think he's playing. To be fair, I think Robbie, if he would have had more time, would he's disappointed he missed out on this one because oh, he he likes shooters. This is all right in Robbie's wheelhouse. The crazy box art, generic shooter. He's going to be an apologist for this game all day. He'll he'll tell us what's good that. about this game. That's why I love about Robbie. He looks for the good and the bad. Nice to look. This, this, you know, Friday the Thirteenth for the NES isn't bad. It's just misunderstood. He'd say. Anyway, so here's Robbie's real view. All right, so Robbie gave it a three point five, and this is what he said: I own a Phalanx cart because of the amazing cover art and the fact that I'll try any shmup ever, but I've never actually gotten around to playing it yet. Take my review with a grain of salt here, but after watching a few gameplay videos, it basically looks like a watered-down version of Thunder Force 3 that is plagued with the classic SNES slowdown, proving once again that Genesis does what Nintendo don't when it comes to shmups. Doesn't look that bad, doesn't look amazing, but I'm sure one can have a good time with it in the right mood. 3.5 out of 5. The .5 is for the banjo guy and his dog on the cover art. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do mine because he basically said exactly what I thought. Okay. This is a very mediocre game, which it's fine. It's I would say it's better than mediocre. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun game. It is very generic. The themes are generic. And there is a great deal of slowdown, when, especially when you hit like oh God, yes. level two or three when they have all the fish on the screen, the yep. water with the fish. Oh, my God. It's It just slows down so much. And I'm like, how? Come on. Oh, try enjoying that on yeah, an emulator. Yeah, I, yeah, well, you know, look, that's your problem, buddy. I played on a real cart. Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway, uh, but yeah, too much slowdown. Excellent cover. Okay, we talked about that. I thought it had a great intro. I really enjoyed the intro to this game. Like, if this, the marquee or attract yeah. mode of this game is really good. It's very informative. It's got a cool font. It's got like the almost like the shooting stars screensaver for Windows 95 yes. coming at you. And it's a lot of good parallax scrolling. Like, I really, there's this transition in the game where you're up in the clouds and then you come down to like almost to the cityscape, right? Yeah, it's the second half of yeah, the first level. Yeah, and you come down yeah. on that angle and I'm like, man, they really did a good job with yeah. that. Like, that transition was always like, wow, that was really cool. And I especially would have been super impressed with that at the time. And looking back at of, it, of the era and the time, that was really cool. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's going to do here in a minute. No, yes. Luckily, the people listening won't be able to see it. Oh, yeah, too sure. <laughs> no. Anyway. But, yeah, so let's... Uh, Wait, what was your overall score? 3.5. Okay, okay. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I was right with Robbie where I'm like, it's a 3. It's a 2.5 to 3, but I enjoyed like some aspects of it, and the, the cover art pushes it up just a little bit to me. That's good enough. So I'm giving it a 3.5. I think that's a little generous, but it's... it's if it, Look at the front cover of it. And I thought it was interesting, like, talked about the Game Pro review. The Game Pro review basically said it had very good graphics, decent sound, and the fun factor was eh. Like, it yeah. gave it about a 3.5 out of their own. This was, you know, again, 1992 or whatever it was in issue 38 of Game Pro. So, anyway, that's my review. Why don't you tell me what you think, and then we'll give John a call. I was going to say, do you want me to do mine, or do you want to call John first? Because um, I know you and John were pretty hung up on going towards the end. Let's, okay. Well, maybe we'll just call John then. John, we're calling you, buddy. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. 
ladies and gentlemen, from Rib City, USA, sweet and tangy barbecue sauce, retro game enthusiast, John Young, everybody. Mr. Young, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, sweet and sassy. Good seeing you. What's that? Good seeing you, Connor. Oh, yeah. He's talking to you. Hi, John. Uh, just, uh, uh, I figured, what were we talking about failings? Because that's what's going on here. Yeah, failings for the Super Nintendo, John. <laughs> that's what's going on here. I think what it's what's going on. You tell me. Job? What do you, did you just tune in? I feel like you've been on. I don't know. Oh, no, no. That's, I got an intern. Um, you got an intern? <laughs> yeah, that's. I got a guy that does the chat for me now. Jim Young. Uh, no, no. Jim Young. So, Modern game enthusiast. Jim Young, everybody. <laughs> Actually, my uncle Jim Young used to be uh, a police officer for BYU in uh, Salt Lake. Fun fact. Interesting. I might have to start calling you on Discord because, man, you sound garbly. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, let me switch up uh, some corded headphones see if that helps. I don't know what it is. Is it just me? No, he sounds garbly. Okay. What about you guys in the... Uh the chat world. Does he sound garbly? You listening? Yeah. Our, yeah. our associate engineer says yes. Yeah. The studio engineer, Deegan, has said, eh, he gave us the eh, you know. All right. How about, how about this? Is this better? is better. Yes. Ah, much better. All right. All right. Uh, That's the that. John Young I, I've come to know and love. Uh, AirPod Pros suck, apparently. Depends. Um, so, uh, Box art, definitely a five. I'm going to jump the gun on that. Uh, I've always loved this one, honestly, outside of like RPGs for Super Nintendo. Uh, this was a box that I had to have, even like in the 90s, right? Like, you know, uh, you see it inside of a, a rental store. People know about it. Nobody's ever played it. I literally, the first time I wanted to play this game, I just assumed the music was banjo music, and that's what they were going for. Uh, a little disappointing when it turned out not to be the case. That would probably make that game. I, I would probably change my score if it was banjo music, John. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I've been trying to think about this game because it has that like Super Nintendo shooter feel, and it is different than you know uh, blast processing uh, Sega Genesis stuff. Um, but there's something about it that even like the modern retro games really hasn't recreated, um, and especially like that mode seven kind of transition which uh I'm, I'm really surprised to find out that this is a port to the super nintendo because it has so much super nintendo feel with like the way that it's set up um so but that being said uh we've done a couple of shooters recently including uh, uh r-type the okay. one of the best Sega master system games right yes um so after playing some shooters from the time uh, I just can't go that high on the score. Um, and I, I wanted to call this game kind of comfort food shooter, um, but it's more of like a, just a step below comfort food, um, you know, almost like candy in oh. that, like a cell phone game, right? Like you're playing it and it does the job for what you're playing it for and you actually enjoy it to a certain extent, but you don't feel good after you're done playing it. <laughs> it's like eating at Golden Corral. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, they got, like, ri- they got ribs now, John. They have a little bit of everything. None of it's oh. very good, but they got macaroni and cheese and like chicken. 
but you're like, after you leave, you're like, I don't feel good about any of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's comfort food, but without the nostalgia slash comfort, right? Correct. It's um, not. It's not the. It's not a. I want to say Crate and Barrel. What is it? A uh, Cracker Barrel. Cracker it's not barrel. Cracker Barrel. Okay. But it's like Same yeah, thing. yeah. So. Um, like I enjoyed my time playing at this time, but at the same time, I wasn't really kind of getting into it majorly. Uh, it is a shooter. You're going to enjoy it if you like shooters. Um, there is a fun mode. I don't know if you guys got into that. Um, I have not. I watched so some a, video on it and it's obnoxiously ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Uh, that was always the joke is like, Oh, is it too easy for you to put it on fun mode? And it's not fun. Yeah. Um, it is essentially like an extra hard mode. Yes. Um, so given that and that the fact that I could play it and actually like pass the time and not be like, I don't want to do this anymore, uh, puts me at the, um, oh, oh okay. I'm, I'm seeing Mike saying something about a pen. Uh, I wanted to write down your score. <laughs> okay. This is how I keep uh, track of things. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I'm going with the 3.0. Um, yeah. I, Honestly, I'm pretty solid on a 3.0. I didn't even consider a 3.5 and frankly didn't even consider a 2.5. It's worth playing. Um, it is not a great shooter. That being said, uh, box art, uh, the story that's built up behind it. Uh, to Mike's point, uh, I remember in high school, I, I was really into fantasy, you know, that sort of thing. I couldn't get through this story. It was just so blase. It's so... like. Like it's it's like okay, quick, write like a two pager about this game. Right. Give me a name, Wink Ballfield. Okay. Now I can just imagine them in like a marketing meeting going, okay, what's the name of a sheep? It's the Enforce Attacker. Like what's the 144? That's this. What's 12 times 12? Yeah. 144. Let's go with that number. Like I could just see it all being like that. Like it was all just like this homogenized. Like we don't have time, but we have to write a long story because there's not much going on otherwise. Right, and uh, uh, 33 times faster, I think Jay said, uh, than the normal human response. Uh, that's like a Heinz 57 number that somebody didn't put enough thought into. Correct. If they would have said 57, I'd, I'd, that's, maybe that's it. They were, they were going for serious and not campy on their haphazard attempt at a story. Yep. And that is, is sad. It didn't flush um, out well. Just like this exactly. show usually doesn't. So, <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I'm really enjoying the show this time. You I'm glad. really knocking it out of the park. Thank you. Um, but I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm slightly biased as I'm on it <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let me uh, let me interrupt yeah. you for one second, if I may. Connor, you wanted to say something. Yes, I'm really sorry that I wanted. To, I'm... No, you're good. Go ahead. Don't don't apologize. What do you got to say? All right, guys. Well, um, uh, my friend Harrison here is ready here to pick me up, and uh, I just wanted to say. Goodbye to all of you guys for now. Well, because I'm about to take off. Well, we're very glad that you made it. Yeah. Thank, thank you for being on the show. And Jay, thank you for making me come on. And Dad, thank you. Of course. Happy to have you, buddy. Yeah. Yep, anytime. Just, that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to say it was really important to say that. Yeah, I appreciate you telling well, everybody. I hope you guys can't. I hope you guys enjoyed seeing me on here. Of course. I know I did. Yeah. Well. And thank you. And Valdor says, take care. That's Asa. He lives in Montana. Yeah. I believe. Maybe it's North Dakota. Which one is it, Asa? And I'm going to Montana. And I'm going to take all my plushies home with me. Maybe it's North Dakota. I can't remember. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm going to yeah. take all my new stuff that you guys saw uh, up here with me. I'm going to let John finish with his thoughts. And then I'm going to help you pick all of your stuff up here. And we'll get you out here. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks and, for joining us, Con. And you guys can keep on doing it. Yeah. So, John. All right. So, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my score. Um, like, it, it's enjoyable. Definitely check it out. Like, if you got enough dudes together, listen to some, uh, uh, was it Black Jake and uh, the Carnies? Uh, it's a punk rock bluegrass band with some banjo. Uh, just turn off the um, music, play that instead. Um, but, you know, it, it's worth picking up. It's a cheap game. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get into that later. Why wouldn't I just um, like listen to Dropkick Murphys or something instead? Uh, they got any banjo? I mean, that's not if, really even that if they don't. He I was can, he was going with the banjo. Thing. Oh, I know what he was going for, but I'm thinking like I'd really still probably rather listen to that. Why? Okay, wait. listen to Pogues. Okay, fine. Deal. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, if I can get some pickups. Uh, yes, please. What did you pick I, up? So I got this uh, this nice vinyl that I already shared a uh, picture of with you. Uh, the Richard D. James album by Apex Twins. And uh, legitimately, it showed up with about 20% of the cover completely ripped off uh, and a good 10% of the actual uh, record uh, broken off. So, what a terrible, terrible picture that was. Now, <laughs> you ordered that and they are going to replace this, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's, uh, I could only find it through Amazon, uh, so don't judge me. But uh, Kansas City is a big uh, Whole Foods town, so I can just drop it off at Whole Foods and they'll give me a new one. Ah, very mm-hmm. good. And then uh, games-wise, I got uh, Typing the Dead, the Japanese version. I'm gonna. I'm pretty excited about playing that. Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, 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 spoilers. Uh, but the Japanese version, so I'm gonna have to type in Japanese. It'll be fun. Yeah, I think that's a terrible idea. By the way, are you gonna hold uh, Google type Translate in, in one hand? I'm gonna type in yep. Japanese. Hold your phone with Google Translate in one hand as you type. I asked a buddy actually. Not enough time for uh, that, buddy. It, it shows up on the screen, uh, and it's just the normal keys, so you don't have to worry about like yeah. uh, doing kanji. So honestly, it should be fine. Um, yeah, it probably will and, be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked up ten Famicom uh, complete in box, but those aren't coming to my place for whatever reason. Did you? And uh, yeah, yeah, nice little set. Um, I think that's about it. I probably got some other stuff, but nothing worth talking about. <laughs> well, very oh, good. Uh, oh, actually, I've not shared this yet. I got five box uh, Hong Kong NES games for like stupid cheap. Oh, uh, yeah. None of them Mahjong. Well, yeah, uh, duh. I saw this, though. What was the one I saw that you posted? Uh, so the one I posted was actually the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, which was called like uh, Teenage turtle heroes or something in japan and then the second game was actually the first there so the arcade game uh was the teenage mutant Ninja turtles one in japan but that's uh that's an unlicensed uh hong kong uh game in, in hong kong they had the nes release as kind of a test market situation yeah uh, it failed then they released the famicom but people are still importing you know cheap uh uh japanese games so the hong kong nes Official releases are fairly rare. Everybody knows about Mahjong that listens to this podcast, but uh, the rest of the games are fairly uncommon, but all uh, have been released here in the U.S. pretty it's, much. So. Yes, the, the the Mahjong. Yeah. What are there, two of them? Exciting. There's two, three? How many do you know about? Uh, sorry, uh, there's maybe three, I think. So there's one with the back label torn. Um, there's one that's in box. I think that showed up on Nintendo Age. Yeah. And then I think I'm trying to remember the other one. There's a guy in, uh, I'm pretty sure, Germany. Yeah. Uh, one of the music account type dudes. He's got all kinds of cool stuff. Um, 
he's got one. But yeah, there's there's not many known ones. And uh, if you got one, uh, Tyler over at Collector's Quest would probably give you a, a, a couple of fingers for it. He'd trade something. Yeah, yeah, he's got stuff. He's got all kinds of stuff. He just never sells anything. Um, no, why would he? <laughs> well, I'm why getting to the point even... where I don't either, man. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, anyway. Hey, uh, no, that's it. Um, uh, you guys got any questions for me? I don't want to. I, I really don't. Jay? <laughs> What's the meaning of life, John? <laughs> uh, no offense. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. Like, you put me on the spot there. What's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, oh, uh, so here's the thing. Like, I picked up Red, and I was probably a little too old for it when it came out. I played it, and it was too much in my addictive personality, so I never really got into the Pokemon thing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Snorlax? Is that a thing? Yeah, he's right here. Somewhere. Some, yeah, I forget where he went. I don't know. Snorlax is around here somewhere. Now I have to sit him up uh, there. I'll find him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I have a favorite Pokemon. Sorry. Good enough. Uh, well, there. I've asked you questions. Uh, Kansas City. Uh, sweet barbecue. <laughs> sweet, sweet barbecue. And, we're, and with that, folks. I want some ribs. I think we're going to wrap it up. With John. Oh wow! Oh, I'm gonna end on that note. Great, the, the All right, sweet cool. barbecue. No, I'm kidding. That's uh, you guys listen to the Apex Twin uh, video that I sent you. I did. Wolf. I liked Donkey it. Rhubarb. Wolf. Yeah. Wolf. Jay's not a fan. Really? I like oh, him. Wolf. Oh. I got. I got another plan, John. We're gonna talk about that offline. I like selected enemy. Okay. It works too. That's his, that's what I like the best that he did. Uh, that's good. Uh, Avril 14. That might be a Jay tune. All right. He's not a fan. No, oh well, no. it's piano. All right. Uh, I'm going to leave on that note. Uh, end low. All right, uh, Jens, I'll let you go. Oh, yeah. Let's... <laughs> He's, that's Jay. That's Jay's, the playing the wrap that up up. <laughs> Jay's playing the wrap it up music. <laughs> oh. <laughs> better wrap that gavel I'm, up, Judge. I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but uh, Beyonce had the best album. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kanye. All right. All See right. you, Jen. Bye, Bye John. Bye. Retro game enthusiast, John Young, everybody. All right. We got one more game rating left. <laughs> I still got to do mine. Oh, yeah, and yours. <laughs> yeah, you get to do Shazimis. I don't like him. He's a I'll dickhead. just do his now. Well, let me do, okay, yeah. I don't want to finish with him. He doesn't get that honor. He's not the anchor of this show. <clears throat> I don't know. I thought I got a kick out of his last one. That was actually kind of funny. Yeah, well, you're not going to like this one. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead then. It's very short. I'll go. I'll go last. Sashimi Z gives it a one No banjo simulator. I am disappointed. He says. I don't know what he thought this thing was. It's a Super Nintendo game. This is not like you know on Steam. This is not twenty twenty two. It was nineteen ninety. It was thirty years ago. Banjo simulator. He's a dick. Look, if they had a banjo simulator, I'd have made Hee Haw two. When was there a Hee Haw one? What? Crickets. When was there Hee Haw 1? Yeah. Game? No, the show. Oh, I thought you meant the game. No, I'm talking about the TV show. Game. Yeah, so Sashimi Z 1.0. He's very disappointed there's no banjo simulator. I find that very odd that that would be a qualifier for him. Like, I get there's a guy on the banjo on the front, but really, that's that's why you, like, you got nothing else to say other than there's no banjos in it, so you're mad? Maybe he feels like he was lied to by the box art. Maybe he didn't play the Game Boy Advance game. I don't know. Anyway... 
Phalanx, okay. the precursor to Guitar Hero. That's right. It's a rhythm game. <laughs> it's all a rhythm game. You play a banjo. That would be amazing if they made a Guitar Hero and you got a banjo instead of the guitar. Oh, man. Banjo Hero? Yep. Deliverance Hero? Wouldn't it be Banjo Hero? Deliverance Hero? Sure do have a pretty mouth. <laughs> Never seen Deliverance? Yes. Okay. Act like you didn't know what I was talking about. I know about. exactly what you're talking about. All men know exactly what you're talking about. Anybody who's ever camped or you know drove a canoe down a river, paddled, drove a canoe, paddled, <laughs> drove a canoe. Do you can you know deliverance? Got a canoe with a steering wheel. Just say yes. Just drive so move down on. the river. Drive it down the river. <laughs> I corrected myself. Paddling down the river. I'll just edit it in. So my, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it sound like you guys all laughed at some unfunny shit. Go ahead. So my rating, got some spoilers in mind. So if you haven't played the game or you're going to play it, <laughs> definitely, guys, definitely, definitely check out now. We can we can either talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi spoilers or we can talk about the, the Chemco Phalanx spoilers. I say the latter. Go. Okay. So uh, I said my, my review was if Life Force and Defender had a shitty spinoff, and put the end of Super Metroid on it. Is this like the Ropers? Kinda. Actually, like, no, because the Ropers were still kind of funny. Because Jack was on every once in a while. Def, was it Jeff Tannenbaum that was on that? Was that the guy? Jeff Tambor. Jeff Tambor, that's his yeah. name. Hey now. Yeah, Je- he was, a, he was the neighbor. Yes. He was bald then, too. It was hilarious. I don't think he ever had hair. No, no, not on TV anyway. Go ahead. But yeah, the game just reminded me like it was it, it was a lot like Life Force and Defender. Like I felt like if Defender was made in 1991 or 92, that's 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 Phalanx. What was Mr. Roper's real name? Oh, Norman Fell. Oh, pretty sure that's right. Mrs. Roper needed to get some. <laughs> What's with all these horny TV moms, man? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Talking but about yeah, a TV but then, show from like 1981. When you get to the end of this game, you fight. It looks like a giant Metroid. That is what you fight at the end. It's like this big blobular thing with a brain in the middle of it. They ripped off everything else. Why not? And then, that? and then, actually, it did. When when you finally beat it, it looks like you're flying away from uh, Zebes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like it looks like the end of Metro Super Metroid. Spoiler alert! I didn't get that fucking far in this game. No, so watch the video. I I don't want to. So um, I'm just gonna look at the box. Overall, though, I said the gameplay was cumbersome and it was kind of meh. It was so meh. I wasn't overly yeah overly excited about it. Um, cover art though ruled. Yeah, rules. So I ended up giving it a three Probably two point nine five of that three point oh is the cover. Point <laughs> oh five for gameplay graphics, sound, and design. Yes. Two point nine five for cover art. Thank you, Bertle Valley. Actually, the cover art's probably higher than that. If I was going to give it, a you know what? You're probably out. right. If you're giving it a point oh five, that's probably a six, and that's why it averages to a three. Because yes. <laughs> the cover art, honestly, I would say that game's probably out of all time video games, all video games. Yeah, that's in the top five of cover art. It's five to ten for me. Yeah, yeah it's it is pretty good. It's immediately recognizable. Yes. I look at it and go, that is Phalanx. Yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's no Kickmaster, but what is? Holy shit. I need that poster. I'm mad. I, re- I reached out to that guy on eBay. I was like, hey, can you make this into a poster? No comment. No response. I need a Kickmaster poster. If anybody out there has a hookup, tell me, how can we get the Kickmaster right? poster? <laughs> John says, she can get it now. <laughs> I think she's dead now, but Mrs. Roper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll try and get her anyway. 
where can you play this game today, Jay? Uh, nope. No. They don't really. It's nowhere. I you mean, can, you can play it on the Super Nintendo. You can play it on the GBA. That's that's it. Like, there's no ports of it anywhere. Like, it's not on, like, the Switch store or anywhere. So this is the bootlegger's paradise right here. Pretty much. Making bootleg so. Phalanx copies that you can... Like, if somebody ported this to Steam, you'd be rich. Get on it. Sell at least a couple of them, I'd imagine. There you go. So get on it, he says. They yeah. did have. They Talk did, to the people at Zoom. They did. <laughs> the only other thing I could find is they did release it on WiiWare uh, in December of 09, which of course is clearly gone at this point. Yes. But that was the only other place I could see it ever was released outside of the two games that are in front of us. These so. next two segments are going to be pretty short. Okay. I'm going to talk know. about collecting. I'm going to hand it off to you to speed run and okay. start shutting us down. But, man, <laughs> I did some research on the collecting of this game. Okay. There's a lot. Loose. This is about a $30 game. Okay. Complete in box. This is a $200 to $230 game. That is quite a disparity. That is. Okay. And I found it interesting because I really do think that most people buy this game for the box art. Like, I think most people buy this as a, uh, you know, a discussion piece or something interesting that whatever. They're not buying it to play it. Like, look, I got failings. It's $30. You know, like. Nobody's like, oh, cool, I can go play a generic shooter. Get our type three or, you know, yeah. Gradius three or something. You know what I mean? So I, I think that that probably speaks to why it is so expensive comparatively, right, to the loose cart. And then sealed, I found like one copy that sold for $383, which is interesting because we had no graded sales of this game. Not one. And what I found was, because now WADA does population reports, right? Yeah. There are only three sealed copies of this game for Super Nintendo. In the population report, an 8.5, a 9.2, and a 9.6. They do not give you the seal grade, but whatever, who gives a shit. Yeah. I would be interested in seeing how much this game sold for because the interesting part about watching like heritage auctions and that kind of stuff is the stuff that people like this would be one that if a collector was on when it was selling, like it was an active live sale, it might sell for more. But this is one that would totally get glossed over. This is a game that is not Mario. It's not Spider-Man. It's nothing like that. There's no IP like Pokemon that helps sell it or make it valuable or people think it's a good investment or whatever it is. This would be a game that someone like me and one other dumb person in the world, maybe Tyler, I don't know. I mean, it's not dumb, but this seems like something he would also be like, oh, maybe I should. You and Tyler. Tyler Yeah, because I think that he would like, you know, he'd see this and and he'd be like, you know. Sad part is for him though he would not win it. I'd win it. Oh, yeah. Snap. But the truth of the matter is, is, like I said, my point here is, I don't think it would go for that much. So uh, as a sealed game, I think that's probably why people don't sell it. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. If you don't want to answer this, that's fine. No, I totally ahead. understand. I'm just curious. What would you be willing to pay for if you, if it came up on Heritage sealed, say a uh, eight point five? What would you be willing to pay? That's a great question. I was going to say, if you don't want to answer it, don't. That, that is, I'm putting you on the spot with that one. No, I'm just I, curious. I could give you a number. I'd probably pay five to $600, maybe really? 750 No, I don't think I'd pay 750 That's out of the realm. That I would, I would, if it got past 600 which it surely would. Okay, if you look at the, like, let's maybe it's a 7.5. Do you really 5. think it would, though? I mean, honestly? 
I I do. It would just depend. Like I'm saying, if there are two it people on there on that care, it. yes. If there are two people that care about this dumb cover art, yes. But most people who are on that site that are like trying to find like deals or stuff to resell, they wouldn't. They would not target this. They just skip it. They would not be like, oh, that's X mutants. It's a terrible game for the Genesis, but it's X mutants. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a licensed property, whatever it is. Whereas with this, they'd be like, I don't know what the hell this is. It's some guy with a banjo. Most of them wouldn't even know what the damn game was. So it would really. It would depend on your. It would depend on your audience. I could not see spending more than, I would say, $600 off the door for a nice copy of this. And honestly, I wouldn't mind just sending my copy in and getting it created. Because how often am I going to pull this game out and play it? Yeah. Like, I got a horrible CB, CIB. That's probably a 5.5 to 6, maybe a 6.5. Somewhere that average. I think you might be kind of shooting high on that. No. I mean, it's a, it's a nice, it's in good me. shape. But I think you might be shooting a little high. Trust me. I Look at, hold on. This is a 6. Look at that. Look at the cover. Look at the top right of that okay, cover. Okay, yeah. It's higher than a six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now that I look at and this, the, yes. And the other parts matter. The manual's decent. The cart's decent. Whatever. The cart's not great, but I could get a better one. But yeah. That's, almost, that's almost two Mortal Kombat 2 cabinets, John says. You know, he's got a good point. He does. It's at least one in my world. In, in my world where things just like you speak things into existence and Actually, then they just Actually, if you happen. said you'd be willing to pay six, that, that's more than a Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet. Yeah, it is. In your world. Yep, it is. You bastard. So, but anyway. Just saying. So, that's it about you know, the I collecting. Need I need a box for my cart. That's the expensive part. See? You see what I mean? You're in yeah. the same boat where you're like, well, shit. Why don't I have the, I'll have the cart. But the nice thing is, again, this was the first cart I got that's for right. my it Super was, Nintendo set. And that was courtesy of Matty O. Yep, it was gifted to you on this show. So. So, that is true. So, Jay, tell me about the speed running of this game. Oh, get comfy, ladies and gentlemen. Get comfy. Run type? There's no Any percent. Yeah, just anything. <laughs> I'm going to say any anything. percent because there was no qualifier. Yeah, anything. Um, it was actually done by Cactar. Cactor? Pa- Cactor, Cactor, I would say, yes. Uh, he did the whole game in 44 minutes and 57 seconds. That's right. That's it. There That's were other runs, but none of them were as fast, and there were no other var- variants or versions of the run. So that was it. Yeah. Not a... Not a game that has speed run a lot. Again, speaks to the. This is a. <laughs> you know, our friend on the Northwest always talks about hidden gems. Mm-hmm. This is an unhidden non gem. This is like an exposed rock that's like in the way that you might step on and be like. You stubbed your toe on? No, you were just walking in the driveway and then you step on it and you almost kind of twist your ankle, but you're fine. Yeah. Because you didn't really get hurt. Everything's fine. It's just like, it's a rock. It was not of any distinguishing factor it's not like a gem it's not like a ruby or anything it's just sandstone and it's in your way but you're not paying attention that's what this game is that makes sense. it's a it's a uncovered rock not a hidden gem no yes the cover art not hidden in any way no and definitely a gem so that's that, it that's it that's yeah. all i have for speed running so let's talk a little bit about i want to wrap up here that's the rest of the story next game Time to wrap up. Next game we're going to do is Typing of the Dead. Yes. Okay, which means Jay's going to have to come over. Deegan, loving it. Look at him. Look at Deegan smiling. He's got that Cheshire cat grin on his face. He's loving it. Right there, Deegan. See it? Top middle. Go check it out. Yeah, it's over there. So we're going to play Typing of the Dead for the Dreamcast or the PC, but I think you should come over and play it on the Dreamcast. Get the true experience because you don't get the true experience if you don't play on the Dreamcast. That's my opinion. It's so. House of the Dead, but you have to type to kill the zombies. I'm mad at myself because I agreed to this. 
You you're going but to of course John and Robbie and Mike are like let's do typing of the dead. But they what do they also ha- said? We're all literary people. What no? It's not that. What did they say? It's a good game. It's fun. It makes you feel John something. John hasn't even played it. John, let me know what you think about it's this game. It's way in the chat. Overseas. He also just messaged me and said that uh, there was one for three hundred ninety-three yeah, dollars box that he too. missed out, but it looked like it was pretty nice. Well, that was the sealed one that I talked about earlier. I said three eighty-three, but it might have been three ninety-three. Yeah, it was a good looking one. It was. It was all right. So, Typing of the Dead is next. I do want to talk about our contest again. So, we're going to give away Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation. Right yeah, here, for those people watching. Okay? What is that, like a John, John six, didn't say that. Game? It's like 35, 40, I don't know. It's, it, it was try, 10 for a long time. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get more Well, maybe on Whatnot. I mean, maybe it's $80 on Whatnot. Oh, Whatnot, that's two, 300 bucks. Yeah, easy. It will be when I get done with it. Anyway, so... Yeah, we're going to do Time of the Dead, no guests, but we're, we're working on a schedule, and uh, we will have some guests on soon, and I'll be reaching out to uh, those those involved, and we'll we'll be getting that uh, hashed out. But why don't you tell the people listening it's now... It's pretty good. It's in good shape. Metal Gear. Yeah. Just looking at the disc. I didn't, look, I didn't see the discs. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. So what do you, you want me to do? Why I was, you... was going to play the Turbo Express. I should also mention that quickly. Go I got my Turbo Express back from my friend Kyle up in the Northeast. Play this a little bit. And uh, he put in the new LCD DRV screen with like the RGB signal. It's a 3.5 display. And I'm going to tell you, if you've ever thought about upgrading the display on your Turbo Graphics, uh, Turbo Express to make it actually usable, I cannot recommend it enough. I understand people oh, that... I cannot. It's... I understand people that don't want to modify original hardware and there's only so many of these things, but I'm going to tell you, it is if you're going to use it and you're going to play it, you will not regret it. It is amazing. It and just for fantastic. reference, so yeah. people know, this is not your CIB one that you talked about. No, that is episode. the loose one I got for my birthday yes. a few years ago. The one I got from Robbie is still in the box. I'm going to recap it because it needs it. I got to make sure it's all good to go. But I'm keeping that one complete. And I'm not going to mo- modify that one. That's just the loose one I got for my birthday, yes. and it is. It looks fantastic. It does. It really does. So it's great. highly recommended. Cannot agree. Who, who did this for you again? My friend Kyle, uh, up in the Northeast. There, okay. he lives in Connecticut. Um, he's he's the like, guy who also did the Turbo Duo for me, Kyle Podpaluka, actually, and he does this kind of stuff as a service. So find him. He's in every Turbo Graphics uh, group in Facebook. Uh, I've seen him all over the place. He just completed his U.S. Turbo Graphics set, complete in box, including Magical Chase, the whole wow. the whole shebang bang. So yeah, Kyle is a big collector, and uh, he had a lot of dead stock. I'm not sure how he came into it, but he had a ton of Turbo dead stock at one point. Um, younger kids, so. Let's see. Uh, John says, I'm interested in typing in the dead, but withholding my enthusiasm till after I play. It does look quirky and it could be great. Well, I'll give you my opinion. It's great. I think it's fun. But anyway. I didn't ask for your LGN rating tonight on that, did I? No, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, then zip it. I wasn't giving you one. Okay. So, Jay, <laughs> why don't you tell the people listening to Mike. us now how they, where they can find us? I gotta do it, don't I? I don't know what you're talking about. Damn it. Okay, so we have a link tree account. The link tree account has access to all of our sites. And the the address to that is forward slash lost joystick. It's linktree lost joystick. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. Pete's sake. Um you can also find us, of course, if you're on Twitter right now or not to Twitter, on Twitch, watching us. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitch and Facebook at Lost Joystick Network. True. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Do, do we even use the Twitter account? No. Okay. We have it. We have it. If you want to, if you want to go and see nothing on there, it's there. Um, But yeah, we have a Twitter and Instagram. We probably are huge on Twitter and don't even know it, like because I'm not ever logged in. So I'm gonna go there. Like we have ten thousand followers, and there'll be all these people, like you know, like fan art and all the shit. None of look. None of that's happening. Okay. There's no way we can dig. Will you? You're the uh, associate audio engineer. Will you dig up? (laughs) You're also our our, social media presence. We don't even know our our Twitter account other than it's lost joystick. It's right there. I don't know what the password. It's don't actually have, lost. Do we even have? Do we have the password written I know down it. still? Yes, I know it. You sure? I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Okay. Anyway, is it one of your three? Okay. It's <laughs> your e- our email is. Oh, apparently there's three posts. Yeah, interest. We must have got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> is any of them about penis pills or anything? Okay. Cool. All right. So I'll check into that. All right. I'm well, sure it's from some that predates you. Yeah, it does. Before we before we get to how people can email us, we should also state that if you're going to enter the contest, mm-hmm. which I tried to circle back to, we never got to, e- you can either reach out to us on any of these social medias, message myself or Jay or the podcast on Instagram. I am at platform agnostic. Jay is notorious J-A-Y. I'm not that hard to find. Lost Joystick is the podcast. And send us the name of the gentleman on the cover of Phalanx. Front, first name and last. That's it. Bertle. All right. Oh, and our Bertle last Valley. is our email. Our email is info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. So with that, I would say go out there. Have fun. Be safe. And be excellent to each other.